Good evening, everybody, and welcome to It Came From Beyond the Mic. I'm your host, Cortez. And, uh, okay, I just gotta say, spoiler warning for everything I'm about to talk about. I wanted to get that out of the way first, because I forget all the time to say that at the beginning of episodes, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. Also, while I'm here at the beginning of the episode, I have to ask, because I believe this is my fifth episode I'm recording right now, so I wanted to ask if I should make a Twitter account for the, the podcast. I will make a straw poll, and I'll have it in both the description of the YouTube version and the audio-only version of the episode, so if y'all want to vote on that and let me know if I should make a Twitter, I'm probably jumping the gun. Honestly, I think people will say no, and then I won't make it, um, and then I won't make a Twitter for the podcast right now. But I think down the line, I'll ask in another, like, 10 episodes or something. So on episode, like, 15, I'll ask, hey, do you guys want me to make a Twitter at this point? And I only mention this because I, I put out everything on my main Twitter, which is just my personal Twitter. So, you know, let me know. I'll make a Twitter for it if, if there's such a desire. But, unimportant, today we're talking about It Follows, which is a movie that how do I talk about this one? Because I, I, I acknowledge that there's good in this movie, and I enjoy some of it, if not most of it, but ultimately I don't like this movie. And I don't know if that's like a controversial thing to not like It Follows. If you like this movie, more power to you. This, this is my first time talking about a movie that I don't actually like. So, everyone buckle down for that. But I'm not going to shit on it. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not a Your Movie Sucks where the point of the media that you're consuming is that it's just shitting on something. Not to disparage him, I understand the point of his videos, but I want to I wanna talk about the good of this movie. So the basic premise of It Follows is it follows a young girl named Jay, and she has a boyfriend or whatever, and then they hook up, and then after they, they do the sex, the boyfriend reveals, hey, there's going to be a, a creature that follows you, and only you can see it, nobody else can see it, and it's a shapeshifter also, so it will appear to you in whatever form it needs to to get to you. It's not dumb, and it's going to be constantly following you. Hence the title, It Follows. So basically, it's a movie about a girl who acquires a, an STD, a sexually transmitted demon. Yes, I'm sure I'm the first person to make that joke. Of course, I was the first person to ever make that joke, guys. Laugh. Um, Jesus Christ. She acquires this, this STD demon thing, haha funny, and it's like, how do we combat this? How do we cope with this? We need to learn about it. And also, she brings her friends into it. She has she has three friends who get wrapped up into it. I don't remember their names, except for one of them, the guy named Paul. Because he's the only, like, super important one. I don't know. I feel bad. I, I should have paid more attention to the details. But I, I think, listening to prior episodes of the podcast, I feel like the descriptions of the movies get worse the more details I know, if that makes sense. I feel like it's good to keep it kind of vague so that it could motivate you to watch the movie. And then also I don't get bogged down with explaining all the nitty-gritty details so the episode doesn't turn into 30-minute long fucking me explaining every plot point. I want to try and avoid that. Because I've, I've scrapped one episode because I did that on accident. So, you know, there's a, there's a lost episode out there that's just lost to time. Something I like about this movie, the soundtrack. I want to talk about the soundtrack first and foremost because it's got fantastic synth and, like, chiptune a little bit as well. I hope I'm... I hope I'm not mistaking chiptune for something else, but to my knowledge, it's chiptune mixed with, like, synth, and it's it's really nice. It's not like an 80s synth. It's very... It's like a teen movie synth. It's it's super nice. I gotta say, it's very soft, and it, it plays into the aesthetic of this movie, because I feel like a lot of things nowadays go for the 80s aesthetic, which is not bad. I, I like the 80s aesthetic a lot, really, 
But this movie, I think, has a very early 2000s aesthetic, which is weird for me to pinpoint because I was born in the year 2000. I'm currently a 19-year-old man. I bet I made somebody out there feel old as fuck, including myself, actually. I feel old. Ugh. Anyway, I think that this movie nails an early 2000s aesthetic, kind of. Please do, you know, if you, if you don't agree with me, let me know. But I, that's what I feel when I watch this movie, is an early 2000s kind of thing. Because everybody has, like, CRT TVs. Okay, let me explain. Sorry, I jump around a lot. You know me. So, early 2000s aesthetic, but there's no actual time period for this movie. It's never, like, given. And also because the technology isn't clear. Because everyone has, like, CRT TVs and, like, old TVs and shit like that. But there's... But one of Jay's friends has this... This almost, like, Kindle reader thing, but it's in, like, a clamshell, like, makeup mirror kind of looking device. So it's this little clamshell, like, pink device that you open up, and then on either side of the clamshell is, like, a, a scrolling display. So it's kind of like a Kindle reader, because she uses it to read, and I I believe the character reads things that are probably thematically tied into the movie. It's moderately subtle, but it's fine. It's nothing to complain about. So yeah, the technology plays into, the, like, the time period. Not knowing what time period is, it's not important to know what time period is. Because... I think the goal of this movie was to just tell an interesting story. I mean, I'm kind of an idiot, right? I'm. It's funny because I like movies and I care about film, but I sometimes have trouble deciphering the meaning of a film or the theme of a film. Sometimes. It depends. So this movie, I'm sure, has a big statement on sex and relationships and who we love and how we love. And that's somewhat obvious to me. But again, I'm an idiot, so I, I could be misconstruing things. But other than the theme of relationships and things like that, I feel like this movie also just wanted to tell a very interesting story. A story being a girl who's being tracked down by this ceaseless shapeshifter creature, which ultimately, I feel like if I don't care about a message or I can't decipher a message, I like, I do like that it is interesting. And there's a lot of little, I guess, quality of life things you could say, like the soundtrack, the cinematography, the colors in this movie are nice. It uses color, and I, I love when movies use color. Something I like about the shapeshift, the, the it, the it that follows of this movie, something I do like about that, it's almost body horror because it doesn't get too crazy with how the, the actual shapeshifting creature looks. It's, for the most part, it's, it is human. It's always human, but with variation. Like, there, there's one where it'll appear as, like, a naked person or something, or it appeared as a child, like, once. And then there was a time where it appeared as, like, a very tall man. And something I like is that it it's creepy. It's, like I said, it's body horror. Because it's, it's human, but it's, like, that uncanny valley where it's, like, this is a human that you could see, but, like, it's fucking weird. You know? It's, like, if you saw a really tall man in public, it's, like, wow, that's a really tall man. If you see a really tall man in public and he's trying to fucking kill you, that's scary. I mean, I guess anyone trying to kill you in public is scary. But that's, that's another thing about this movie is that you're not safe anywhere because it's always coming after you and it will eventually catch up to you. So let's talk about the rules of the monster. Like I said, it's a sexually transmitted demon, so the only way to pass it to other people is if you have sex with someone and then you pass it on to the person that you had sex with. Which <laughs> I'm sure is a big statement on something or other, I don't know. I don't know any STDs that, like, when you have sex with someone, it gets rid of it for you and goes into them, so there's that. So throughout the movie, we see Jay. She actually tries to pass it on to other people. She passes it on to one of her friends who gets killed, ultimately. Big spoiler. Uh-oh. 
he gets killed ultimately and she has a lot of guilt from that. That's not super expanded upon because ultimately she needs to move on because once if you pass the demon onto someone and then that person dies, the demon will come back to you. So ultimately she needs to move on to survive the demon that is now currently tracking her. I keep calling it a demon because of the STD joke, but I don't know what else to call it. So I apologize. I'm just going to call it a demon. I think it's better than calling it it considering that there's already a horror series called it you know it the clown penny yeah so i'm just gonna call it the demon i guess so there's twice in the movie that she passes it on to other people and they die so she passes it on to her friend he dies and then there's a scene where there's like some guys in the middle of a lake or something or it's either the ocean or the lake i'm pretty sure it's a lake and they're on like a uh boat like partying and then she like goes like takes off her clothes and like swims out to them so it's like implied that she fucks someone on the boat in an effort to just get rid of the demon even temporarily because i i don't think she explained to the rules of the person that she had sex with because you know knowing knowing the rules that there's something following you and that you you're fucked is important so anyway she does that temporarily and here here's so there's a couple scenes that i enjoy but they're a little repetitive this is what i don't like about this movie is it feels a little repetitive because they go to a beach house at one point and they're chilling at a beach house and then they have a confrontation with the monster and we we see jay actually shoot the monster and then it gets back up so it can't die that's another important thing to know is it can't die which scary but they try so after the beach house scene later on they try to kill it in it's like I can't tell if it's the rich area of town or, like, the shady, like, city part of town. I couldn't make sense of that, but they're in, like, a public pool area, but they're by themselves. And they lure the creature there, and they try to kill it there as well. I don't know how. They brought a bunch of appliances. This scene doesn't make any sense to me. They brought a bunch of appliances, like TVs, lamps, and stuff. And they go to this public pool, and they set up all the TVs and shit. All the appliances, I mean, around the pool. And it seems like they want to kill the creature using electricity. But then the creature walks into the room and starts throwing shit at Jay because Jay's in the pool because I guess they wanted to lure the creature in the pool. I don't, I don't really get that scene. They never explained like what their plan was. It's like implied that they wanted to kill it, but like, how the fuck were you guys gonna kill it? Especially if you can't kill it. I mean, I guess they were just taking guesses at how you could kill it. But or the lake house scene and the the pool scene seem repetitive to me because they're similar. It's basically just they have a confrontation with the monster and it's scary, yes, and it's kind of interesting. But we ultimately just learned that, like, they try to shoot it and you can't kill it. That's all we get from both of those scenes. So, I'd say take one or the other. Because they, they, they feel a little bit like padding, and that's something I don't like about this movie. And I think now that we've talked about, you know, the more climactic stuff. And I I just want to say, with the pool scene, it's very visually nice. Because the pool is, like, lit up and it has, like, this blue aura in the public pool. Because it's, like, dimly lit, so the pool is, like, the main source of light. So there's... A lot of that. There's good cinematography, there's good visuals in this movie a lot. But what I don't like is the ending. The ending, I think, bored me. I like when movies have a, a finite ending. So excuse me for not liking things that, like, are different. I mean, I like when things are different sometimes, but... Ultimately, I when it comes to a horror film, especially when it's, like, there's a killer and there's someone trying to escape said killer or something along the lines of that i like it when there is resolution whether the killer ultimately kills everyone or if our protagonist escapes i like feeling some sort of ending you know i want conclusion to that especially if i'm rooting for the protagonist i want them to win and it's like 
But if, and you're probably thinking, but like, if I walked into every movie and I knew the protagonist was going to win every time, wouldn't that be boring? It's like, maybe, but I also like it when the good guy wins sometimes, you know, it feels good. And I'm sure a lot of people agree with me, I'm sure some people disagree with me, that's fine on how you feel about movie endings, but this is my opinion, and I don't like how this movie ends. The ending of this movie is after this this whole pool scene where they fuck up and they, they tried to kill the, the demon, but it didn't really work, it was just weird. Jay has sex with her friend Paul, and it's almost like they kind of join in like a relationship even. Um, so she like passes it on to Paul, and he's like cool with it. And then it's also like kind of implied that they're dating because the final shot that we get in this movie is it's the two of them holding hands walking down the street in her neighborhood. And then we get a shot of it's the front of them, but then behind them we see something or someone slowly walking behind them. And it's, you know, it's implied that it's it. And then it just shows them, you know, still holding hands and walking. And then the movie ends. And the only thing that I don't like about this is that there's no resolution. It's just it's somewhat implied that they just kind of live with it. They're just, like, chilling with the demon. Like, the two of them, they're happy, maybe, but they might have a relationship of circumstance simply to cope with the demon, so it's weird. It's, like, a bittersweet thing. But ultimately, the, the ending of this movie just makes it fall flat to me. Because I, I can watch this movie and enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it the second time watching it more than I did the first ever time I watched it. But I still ultimately don't really like it. I think there is a lot of good put into this movie, and I do respect it. And I can agree that it is a very well-made movie, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I just don't like the ending so much that it kind of kills it for me. And that's not to say that you won't enjoy it, dear listener. I'm sure if you gave it a shot, you might like it. It's not on Netflix anymore, unfortunately, so it's hard. I, I feel like I keep talking about Netflix every single episode, but, I mean, Netflix is Netflix is a very easy-to-access thing. Yes, you have to pay a subscription, but I feel like, you know, I'm not going to tell people to pirate things. Especially not on a public podcast, it'd probably give me some flack. Anyway, things are things are hard to access sometimes, so I apologize. So unfortunately, that is my opinion on It Follows. I think there's a lot of good that goes into it, but ultimately, I I disagree with the ending. I don't know what what kind of ending I would have wanted. Maybe maybe they do figure out a way to kill it. Maybe it just kills Jay. I f- I was left a little unsatisfied. But if you if you watch this movie, I do hope that you enjoy it. I respect when people enjoy things. I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just here to to share how I feel. I think that about sums up how I feel about It Follows. Not bad, not great. I appreciate you listening to me tonight. This was It Came From Beyond the Mic. I was your host, Cortez, and I hope you all have a great night. Thank you.